0: It's Friday, May 27th, 2022, and this is The People's Podcast. This is Steak for Breakfast.
1: Smokey, this is not nom. This is bowling. There are rules. <laughs> Today,
2: Junior, America! Steak for
3: Breakfast! So stand by. And burn just had to
4: touch it.
0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you, as always, by Man Rubs. Mm. Rubs, barbecue tools, blowtorches, t shirts, coffee cups, and all around barbecue related gear for you to make barbecue great again. It can be found at manrubs.com and on Instagram, Man Rubs. Use the code STAKE15 for 15% off. Also brought to you by Stay Ready Gear, they're at StayReadyGear.com and on Instagram, StayReadyGearUSA. Holsters, custom kydex, mag carriers, tourniquet carriers on and off duty gear hot melted plastic made just for you need something custom they got you covered use code steak for 5% off don't get ready stay ready
2: You're the pillow king of Minnesota and the apparatus known as the MyPillow family have big big savings going on down at MyPillow they got a little bogo extravaganza Giza dream sheets my towel six-piece sets all your pillow needs taken care of buy one get one free when you in a promo code Stake at checkout, you get big, big savings up to 66% off on all the other great things they got going on down at MyPillow.com forward slash steak. Head up, up to the website, or you can talk to a qualified pillow representative, 1-800-658-8045. The top tier of ear gear, and the world's most technologically advanced in-studio recording equipment specializing in headphones, can be found at Odyssey.
4: Whether you're gaming,
2: potting, wearing a suit and tie, oh, oh. Get those ear needs taken care of and done upright. Odyssey.com is the website. They're on Facebook and Instagram as well. Mike down at West Coast Survival Arms has been servicing Southern California for over a decade. He's licensed FFL if you live out of state and are into the tradesies. He's got a five-star rating as well. West Coast Survival Arms is the newly redesigned, easy-to-use website. He's on Facebook Messenger, and you can reach Mike via the telephone, 619-870-6992. Steak for breakfast backs the blue. We love our first responders, and they're always working hard. When they're off duty, they're probably wearing gear from Mediocre Medic. Sweatshirts, T-shirts, flip-flops, fanny packs, and more. Stickers and patches for while they're on the job. And their IG? Damn! Mwah. There you go. MediocreMedic.com is the website. And last, but certainly not least, the gold standard of tactical flair. Home of the Zero Fuck Stuck. Can be found at dump box. Don't know? Go ask Mark Joe Friday. Website is dumpbox.us. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram as well. Friends, don't forget to follow the show on Instagram at for Podcast Breakfast, or via the website stateforbreakfastpodcast.com. There you'll find a link tree that will take you to all our social medias, the website, our newest Substack, Telegram, and more. On that note, and to all our friends joining us today via the Patriot Podcast Network on the Roku app, from the Twitterverse, Instagram, Discord, and now via our verified account on True Social. Welcome. Steak for breakfast podcast, Friday edition, episode one I'm Rowan Noah's here. Yo, that's joined us guys. We've got an amazing show lined up today. We're going to have two of our favorite guests and the ones that our listenership love to hear from most. All right. Joining us today, big Friday edition of the show. He's become one of our great friends. He's the former chief of staff of the DOD. In addition to an abundance of other things. Some we just learned about off the air. And, uh, Best-selling author, in my opinion, now. Mr. Cash Patel, thanks for coming back on Steak for Breakfast.
5: Hey, thanks so much. I love it. We're doing a breakfast show at night. It's no better way to start.
2: Can't beat it. And, and consequently, you have somebody to introduce, an additional guest for this segment, but uh, you want to take this one away.
5: I do. I wanted her to be a character in The Plot Against the King, the number one seller in America. <laughs> She's actually a wizard herself, unlike me, who's falsely portrayed as a wizard in the book. But it's Erica Knight, who is the genius behind this story and basically runs my entire life. So now everybody knows and has to follow her on Truth Social. Otherwise, I won't follow them.
2: Got it. Now we're going we're gonna to have to live link
5: her in the Oh, I, the
6: have, I have 12,000 followers now, so.
5: Oops. Oh, smashing through.
6: Up there. <laughs> last time i was on the show i think it was only a couple hundred so now now it's real
2: erica thanks for coming back with us today as well
6: yeah anytime for you
0: oh, i only have 57
2: there you go <laughs> so so cash you've been busy and and we usually say that uh when you come on the show however with the launch of the book which has been a ridiculous success uh add another thing to the stuff uh to the list of things you have to do all the time now so selling books is up in the uh in the repertoire, uh, congratulations on its on its yeah. success. And uh, why don't you tell our listenership a little bit about it?
5: Yeah. So the plot against the king. Um, you know, I was like the Russia Gate guy, chief investigator for Chairman Nunez, and then all that stuff. Nunez memo, everything you find on DurhamWatch.com, all the transcripts, all the pleadings, all the Durham stuff. It's all there for free. But Erica was like, "We should tell kids this story," and I was like, "How in the world are you going to do that? That's ridiculous." And then she found <laughs> this brilliant book company in Brave Books. And she masterminded the whole thing and said, we are going to set it in medieval times. There's going to be wonderful art and characters like Hillary Quinton and Keeper Comey and a shifty knight who are taken down by Duke Devon and a wizard named Cash on their quest for the truth. The illustrations are awesome. The tale is wonderful. It's just, you know, it's not politics, not oh, vote Dem or Republican for the kids. It's just do whatever it takes to. Find the truth it's why you guys signed up you know why you serve the mission is just for that and why shouldn't our youth know that literally the biggest criminal enterprise ever uh to befall uh, an american president in his presidential campaign so that's where it started and the plot against the king has been a wild success largely because of uh you know erica and brave books and i'm i've just been out there trying to trying to make sure we uh i hold up my end of the bargain by telling folks about it
2: yeah i i, I uh showed a digital version with my kids my son really liked it he it took him like five pages to start to understand what it was about and you just see like the smile come up on his face and uh i think you guys have done a really good job of getting like a whole another demographic of people at least bring some awareness in like a yeah. fun way that like you know parents need to bond with their kids and like for me personally it's like the trump rallies like my kids are old enough <laughs> to where they like they get the jokes they, when they see the jumbotron go on they know somebody's gonna get made fun of um you know, and the, my kids are really supportive of like the military and law enforcement and, and a lot of the stuff that Donald Trump stood for. And, and the book is like a whole different level of being able to explain like, and it's fun. So, and educational at the same time too. I think it's, it's an awesome job that you guys have done, uh, collaboratively and, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing its continued success. I heard uh, there was a handsome king in that book, too. I, I've seen it on social media a couple of times. You know, and, what uh, we did
5: was we orchestrated this entire Democratic disinformation campaign where we got Joe Biden to spend half a million bucks to come up with the most uh, pejorative term he could call Donald Trump. And he came up with ultra Maga king the night before Donald Trump launched our book on truth social entitled The Plot Against the King. So this is this is psyops at actual work. This is how we should be doing things. And it, it couldn't have come at a better time.
6: I don't know how many people on truth social are over there saying, like, you guys planned this.
5: <laughs>
2: That's yeah, you're right. With. You're right. You know, Joe Biden gave us that delicious christmas present of let's go brandon on christmas morning and you would have to think there's no way of being (sighs) able to top that and there he goes and one ups himself i
6: wrapped every single present i had in let's go brandon wrapping paper that's
2: amazing (laughs) i love it i need no it's good and 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 the book's launch has been a success and we're really happy for that you guys have done an an amazing job of putting that together well the
6: the book he he didn't even mention the book has been in Times square on a
2: big billboard all week oh yeah it's it sure has yeah,
5: not only right that, next- but the Russiagate hoax has been in Times Square. We, thanks to our friends at Banners for Freedom, uh, they've they've launched uh messaging campaigns in like 14 states, including Times Square, where the plot against the King.com and RussiaGate and Durhamwatch.com have all been on full display um in the den of the enemy, just so we can message that uh we're not going away.
2: No, you're right. I did notice that the uh billboard. For the book was up, and then right next to it, there was it was like a circa 2016 God Emperor Trump, like at the time, S tier meme. <laughs> and they brought it back just to troll everybody in Times Square because they know it works so good. Cash, I, I do, I do want to get into Durham because it's been a huge week. I've been reading the newsletters uh, yeah. while I'm on the road right now. And uh, it seems like all the things that we've speculated for now, you've been coming out on the show a little over a year. Uh, every once in a while and, and giving us updates. It starts and ends with one person. I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but it just seems like every time breaking news comes, it, it always seems to go to the top and and probably a familiar face to a lot of our listenership. Hillary Clinton? Hillary Quinton. As, uh, Quinton, I Hillary was going to say.
6: You're, we, we just know her as Hillary Quinton, Quinton. this week,
2: Ron. <laughs> we can rock with it. No, you like that?
5: That's pretty good. I like it. <laughs> so, yeah, so, of so course, all, all roads lead to her. I mean, look, even for me, who's lived and breathed this for five years, and I did not expect the defense to call Robbie Mook, the Clinton campaign manager from 2016, to assist in their defense, and then have that guy on the witness stand to say, (laughs) not only did my boss, Hillary, know about it, uh, she basically orchestrated the whole thing and told us to go to the media and leak it, even though we knew it was false information. I mean, wow, I hope that guy is on a private island somewhere never to be coming back because he might be on the clinton crosshairs um, that was pretty powerful stuff just to educate the american public about what we've been saying all along that of course she knew about it we proved it in our russia gate investigation and in the Nunes memo and and robbie mook's testimony from 2018 just like michael Sussman, that transcript it's all on durhamwatch.com for people to look at for free go read their own black and white sayings uh uh testimony under oath and you'll see Just because the mainstream media didn't cover it four years ago doesn't mean they didn't tell us what actually happened back then. And that's what set up Michael Sussman. And I think that's what boxed in Robbie Mook because he knows he's a target of John Durham's investigation. And should Michael Sussman be convicted, which I think he should be, um, you know, then that's that is really the uh, watershed moment that probably Americans who want accountability have been waiting for. And I guess we got to wait a few more days till at least Tuesday to find out if that's going to happen.
6: They know he's going to be convicted now. You see it in Politico's writing it, Washington oh, really? Post is writing it, CNN is writing it. Like see, this is why
5: Erica's the wizard. She sees all this stuff. I don't see any of this stuff.
2: <laughs> well, you know it's it's pretty funny. Uh, you did mention that Erica, and and it is true. I have seen some more press given to this, both the Robbie Mook and then tied it into Sussman all the way up to Hillary Clinton, uh, which was a crazy narrative when it first came out. And then when you start to deconstruct the whole thing, you see like Cash has been calling it for over a year, like the Clinton criminal empire it's like uh any mafia movie where they have all the pictures webbed <laughs> on the wall that leads up to the top it's really starting to be like that the one thing i don't appreciate in, in the legacy media that i'm seeing right now is they always kind of give it like a little brief oh this happened in the case today this happened in the case yesterday this is like yeah. well you hear her, and then they'll be like but the sussman case looks to be wrapping up by late this week or early next week they're kind of making it seem like it all starts and then with this i personally feel cash i'm sure you're in, you're in agreement as well this is just getting started
5: Well, I think so. And look, as a former federal prosecutor put these cases together, you know, you guys know this takes two, three, four years to to sometimes get a prosecution together. And the media did the same thing. Remember, John Durham has already convicted the FBI of their corrupt activities. That guy, Kleinsmith, he pled guilty. He wouldn't even go to trial. He pled guilty and copped a plea last year and said, yes, we lied to the FISA court. I changed documentation to make sure Donald Trump was surveilled unlawfully. This would be the second leg of the triangle if you got the Hillary Clinton campaign. So we got to remind our audience that going to trial in D.C., it's tough. Trying jury cases, it's hard stuff. Getting the right jurors, getting decent jurors, especially in this jury pool. But I think the difference in this case is not a he said, she said case. You lied. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You have the ability to show what John Durham did and rested his case on was my my plea, my uh, interrogation transcript of Sussman from four years ago where I asked him. Were you? Did you take that information to the FBI at the behest of any client? And he said, yes, I was there for a client. And then you have Michael Sussman's own text message the night before that meeting with the FBI to the head of the FBI legal department saying, I'm coming as a good Samaritan. Those are really tough uh, positions that you put the defense in with their own words. And rightly so, it's kind of the most damning way to do it. Now, the defense is going to be the tap dance that they're going to say, so what? He was saving the world. And then the lie was immaterial because of things like, you know, Bill Priestap, who's a total fraud, who ran the FBI counterintelligence investigation, came in and testified. He goes, well, I don't know if it was that important. You mean to tell me that you taking gigabytes of Russian dirt that you knew to be false and submitting it to the FBI, which they launched a federal investigation of in the counterintelligence arena against a presidential candidate that wouldn't have changed the course of your investigation if you knew a political opponent had paid for it? It's obnoxious to say out loud, but it's offensive when you say that in court. And that's why guys like Bill Priestep are shown to be who they are, which is part of that corrupt cabal with Strzok and pa- Lisa Page and Andy McCabe and James Comey, all of which I think are getting wrapped up. The cool part about the trial, and I guess I'm a trial nerd, so I'm a geek. Most people probably no, don't give think it. It's cool. But the, the, the thumb drives that they used, that Suspin used to load up with the Alpha Bank fantasy and hand the thumb drive to the FBI. That thumb drive was purchased at a Staples in D.C., and they actually showed a walking map from Michael Sussman's office to the Staples. The receipt that he bought it with and the kicker was he billed it to the Hillary Clinton campaign. (laughs) The goods were billed to the clients. And so he's saying, no, I wasn't really there for them, but if I was, it, it didn't really matter. We only spent $10 million on it.
2: Wow. Yeah, there, there are some things that it just blows your mind to see how overtly, well, it just goes back to the fact that they never thought she was going to lose. So I think that's yeah. the biggest factor of the matter there. And they thought, you know, everybody was just going to get promoted and moved up and it was going to be one big laughathon once she, uh, rolled to an easy victory in the presidential election back in 2016. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's getting pretty uh, spicy, to say the least. I think that's well, a I good think, way
6: to
5: describe it. I think
6: they know that things are coming, and they can't hide from it anymore. I mean, that's why you're seeing it's it's today that you're seeing Washington Post CNN. Oh, what do we got?
5: What are they saying? I haven't even noticed.
6: Sussman Jury begins deliberating. I yep. think one of, uh, Yeah, I mean, I think one of them said that it's, it, it's not looking good for him. I mean, they know that the evidence <laughs> is so solid that they can't run from it. And so they're going to, I mean... You can only sit back and so long and and cover it up because when the guy gets convicted and the dominoes continue to fall.
5: So if, if he yeah, gets get... convicted, I'm taking all the credit and stealing Erica's thunder. If he doesn't, I'm <laughs> putting it entirely on her for false information. There you go.
2: There you go. Right. Well, I think. uh, I think now what's going to be interesting to see as we go into this weekend, because we should get some kind of a, a verdict on this by, by sometime next week, is yeah. to how many of those like Sunday morning talk shows where they have the experienced panel of all these experts and they'll wrap yeah. it like, well, you know, this really does look bad. There may have been some felonies committed, but at the same time, like, is this really going anywhere? Is this like something that Donald Trump's trying to weaponize to motivate his base? And they'll spin it into like midterm elections and stuff like that. And then they'll have these people just pontificate on things that are completely not true, which was the whole found. Foundation, you know, of the plot against all they did was lie to get to the top and try to yeah. try to beat Donald Trump.
6: 100%. And then they'll start talking about abortion.
2: Or January. Yeah, 6th. And go, and right. Or
6: January 4th. 6th. Yeah.
2: Can't ever forget January 6th. Well, two, right. plus,
0: so, two plus two is always four.
2: <laughs> oh shit. I did it again. It is five now. <laughs> you don't worry. We got the dry erase board behind you, Noah. It's right there.
0: I'm gonna write it on there.
2: um. So staying in the theme, Cash, I want you to put on your best wizards hat right now. Ooh. And uh, like what, you, what do you think? It, oh, there you go. Ooh, nice. He is showing us a copy of the book. Eric is giggling and <laughs> Noah likes it. But, uh, you know, where do you think this could spider web out to? Not just with the verdict that we're going to get here, but maybe some other people that might be uh, getting re-ensnared into this
5: whole web. Yeah. Well, look, we have to remind the, the folks that Danchenko is already indicted. So the three legs yep. of the triangle, the FBI, the Hillary Clinton campaign, FBI pled guilty because they were guilty. Hillary Clinton was on trial right now, hopefully a conviction soon. And the last leg is uh, all the whole Steele dossier narrative. And Denchenko was a Steele source. And he told the FBI that everything he gave Steele was barroom banter and it was total BS. But of course, the Dems bought it, paid for it anyway. Now, Denchenko's charged also with I think it's like five counts of lying to the FBI and a whole bunch of other stuff. So that trial is happening in the fall. But I think in between this conviction, hopefully, and the uh, Denchenko case, you're going to see a couple more indictments. John Durham has alluded, actually, hasn't even alluded, he's flat out said it in federal pleadings during the Sussman and Danchenko case. Judge, I have a joint venture conspiracy. That's a legal term of art. And he's like, I'm looking at all folks of people from the Clinton campaign. Now, we can't name them by name, but by title. So who he named in these pleadings that he's that are in his crosshairs are Robbie Mook. Jake Sullivan, the former campaign manager and current national security advisor, the president, uh, John Crazy. Podesta, Fusion GPS, uh, Glenn Simpson and Peter Fridge, and then the FBI agents, the guys that even testified in court in Sussman's case. One guy, Heidi, testified that he was actually under current federal investigation for withholding information to a federal court um, and the FBI about uh, about the whole Alpha Bank nonsense. So these guys are all in it. McCabe, I think all roads lead to Andy McCabe. I've said that before. McCabe, Strzok. Mm-hmm. And Lisa Page hatched their insurance plan in the deputy director of the FBI's office in 2016. They didn't want Trump to win and they made sure they did everything in their power to, to take him down. And then once he got in office, they kept going and signed further FISA warrants to unlawfully surveil a sitting president of the United States campaign and people. And so I think that's where, John, that's why this case has been so important. I think we get a conviction. I actually believe that we will, even in D.C. But even if we don't, the amount of information that has been put out there for the world to be educated on, when they were lied to for four years, like Adam, you know, that circus animal, Adam Schiff and his sidekick. (laughs) Um, And and the other guy who was like a uh, he used to be like an underwear model for Ralph Lauren. I forget that moron's name. But anyway, (laughs) these these people corrupted American minds for for four years. And half the world thinks, oh, what's Russiagate? Oh, it's that thing Trump did with Putin. And it's the furthest thing from the truth. It's the thing that Hillary Clinton paid for uh, dirt on, Rush, uh, on Trump by Russian agents and funneled it into the FBI and our media. And so I think a lot of people are learning that lesson through this trial and, and because you guys are covering it and because we're never going to stop and we're putting up everything at DurhamWatch.com. That's why I keep saying it. Everyone go and read it. Like, go read it for yourself. Take 12 minutes, read the Nunes memo. Take five minutes and read four pages of the Sussman transcript. There's 60 others including everybody I just named, has been interrogated before. And John Durham is using all of that because I think he knows there's more than you can't conduct this kind of mafia, as you say, style operation without multiple people in the media, in the FBI, in the Clinton campaign. And he's putting them all together uh, quite, quite methodically.
6: Well, in yeah, the plot wild. against the king, I mean Hillary Clinton and
5: the Shifty Knight are banished from the kingdom. So, so let's oh,
2: imagine look for that some banishment. I like that term. Ooh,
6: yeah. yeah, I, mean, I don't know ba- if this is America, but hey, that might <laughs> I'd like happen. See,
2: <laughs> I'd like to see Hillary Clinton banned from the next election cycle. I'll tell you that much, and and hopefully this will be enough to keep her out of it once we're all said and done.
5: Here. No, so I got I got to disagree. I so want her to run. Mm. Do you, you know want the much, rematch? Do you know how much fun that would be with all the Info we're gonna have, like I'm goading her into running. I like I'm sending her a copy of the book signed by me, you know, and and, and telling her to read it to her grandchildren and her children.
6: We should maybe, send her a box. I mean, one copy. I think, yeah, we should send a box.
5: We should send a box to her Schiff, Swalwell, Pelosi. Uh, maybe we'll just send one to like the, all of the Democratic members of Congress. That's actually yeah, yeah,
6: that's a great. good idea.
5: I'll I'll hand them out.
2: Perfect. It's like Oprah. Perfect. They'll be under their seats when they when they reconvene after the summer. Can you imagine? Yeah, just go down and, there with your wizard hat and start
6: passing them out.
2: Can
0: you imagine round two of the, the presidential debates with Hillary
5: Clinton? Oh, that's the thing, right? Ah, just imagine. That
0: no, would be amazing. It, the, the moderator, you know, if they had freaking, uh, you know, the moderator that was participating so much again, they'd literally have to give him an air horn this time because he wouldn't be able to like, excuse me, excuse me, Mr. President, excuse me.
6: They they can't put her up. I mean, it's no, no,
5: they can't. But she's got the ego and the money to do it. herself. Yes, she she does. I agree with you there. Now, now, Cash, you said a
2: couple of things you talked about. uh, You know, we we were talking about like the, the mafia mindset. We're talking about corruption within the FBI. There was the big four there who was working and collaborating. There's people in the media that they're all connected to and stuff. You you know, what really hurts my heart as an American and a patriot, somebody who loves this country, is that the FBI has gotten such a bad rap Mm -hmm. over the last, you know, a little bit more than half decade, probably even more than that. You know, there's been created like uh, terrorism related things. There was the Fed napping in Michigan, stuff that happened on January 6th and everything that's intertwined between this. you know, the Russiagate scandal. And, and and you know, I know you're someone that cares a lot about this country. You're a big supporter of law enforcement, and stuff like that. You, do you see this agency being able to be turned around and really start working for the American people again at some point?
5: Yeah. And it's going to take 2024, not before then, unfortunately, because Chris Ray, was a, he's totally failing the FBI leadership currently had every opportunity to get rid of these folks. We met him with him. We briefed him, me and Devin and the team. We subpoenaed his documentation. He never turned over anything related to Alpha Bank. First time I heard of Rodney Jaffe was thankfully to John Durham's relentless investigation. And now we know that guy was a Christopher Steele of the Alpha Bank narrative on the books for the FBI and sucking up millions of dollars in Clinton campaign world. I mean, this stuff you literally can't make up. And Chris Ray had the opportunity to clean it up. He chose not to because he's one of those guys that goes into government and thinks the position exists to serve his ego and he doesn't want the reputation tarnished while he's there. He doesn't care what happens when he leaves, just like Comey. And so, but you can't just take out him. You got to put in a deputy director. You got to put in the assistant directors in charge across the board. You got to put in SAC special agent in charge and they exist. I've worked with these guys as a terrorism prosecutor. Um, you know, when I was in the intelligence community, the FBI has amazing agents that do the work and they don't care about the politics. What happens is when you borrow from the private sector, people who think they know what they're doing um, to save America, that's when you mm-hmm. run into problems. You need to put everyday workhorses in positions of authority after being vetted and make sure they do their job. And we can, you can go in there and, and, and get that place going again. So- Notice he like, said,
6: he said we can.
2: I like that. I noticed yeah. that, definitely noticed that.
5: It's the proverbial we. Mm.
6: <laughs> the the
2: royal me. we.
0: The royal <laughs> we. Uh, but there's there's a lot of if, a, if
6: it's a three-letter organization, I don't trust it. So I, I hope you're right. That.
2: Well,
5: the, we are going to go fix it.
2: Yeah, i tell you what, over the course of a little bit more than the last year, Cash has been a whole hell of a lot more right than he has been wrong. So
3: fingers he's got crossed. some,
2: uh, yeah, <laughs> he's got some capital to roll with. All right. Let's talk midterms. Cash, you, you, you got anybody that you're, uh, hanging, I mean, Adam Lexalt, obviously picking up steam. Recent polls there in Nevada are showing him not only favored in the Republican primary, but beating by, I think at least three to four points, uh, the yeah. Democrat incumbent there. And that would be, one of the two seats, I think, there in Georgia are, are probably the ones we need to focus on most in regards to getting that power back in the Senate. How's everything going with that campaign?
5: Yeah, look, you know, MAGA PAC's going pretty hard. Trump, President Trump's super PAC. Erica's going to announce her congressional candidacy on the show right now. um, yes. Somewhere in Arizona.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh,
5: but, but other than, no, you're right. Look. The main, the campaigns that matter, you know, Kerry Lake for governor, of Arizona, big time Arizona Senate race, as you said, Salt in Vegas. You know, yeah, we'll three to points.
6: What... I think he's up at least 25 points in primary polls, too. Yeah.
5: Awesome. He's just, he's keep raising money. We're, we're going to be out there. I think I'm going to be out there in a couple of weeks for like a two day bus tour with him. Yeah. Um, we've got Kelly Chewbacca in Alaska. We've got Margaret uh, Harriet, excuse me, in Wyoming. The Pennsylvania Senate race, supposedly it'll shake out. Um, you know, but we just got to win. Whoever shakes out on top. Uh, yes. And then it's you know the same thing in North Carolina. I think you know with Ted Budd and, and Herschel Walker down in Georgia, and um, I think there's one or two other. What is it? Arkansas he killed it
6: too. I mean that that wasn't. Oh, it was so
5: almost good. seventy points. Yeah and, yeah, and 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 as bad as the you know the governorship sort of the whatever you call it, primary went, there was an eight percent swing from Democrats to Republicans in Georgia during the primary cycle But That's a lot of. That's a lot of vote. (laughs) Um, So if Herschel Walker can hold on to two of those points, he wins. He wins all day long. And he's got star power that you literally can't buy. You you can't be Herschel Walker um, and and not be known in the state of Georgia or America, for that matter. And that's that's what you ride on. Plus, he's got an America first policy. And of course, President Trump's going to be back down there. He's getting ready to go on the road. Hardcore for these candidates. Hold some Trump style rallies across America. So eight percent.
6: I mean, that's huge. You know, I mean, these.
5: Yeah. These big flip on
6: one, big two big points. Answer. I mean.
5: Yeah. So it's looking pretty good. I think we take both chambers. Uh, the Senate's a little tougher just because of the map. But if we secure the right candidates in Pennsylvania, in North Carolina and in Georgia and we get obviously the Laxalt one, you know, maybe they're spending.
6: Getting... Did you know this? They are spending 30 million dollars to keep them out. That's what the Democrats have committed to. 30 million. Wow.
5: In mm. you yeah, should do at, the marketing at, for them and just tell them you're you're like on the inside. <laughs> and you can run the marketing.
2: The just say Hillary Clinton sent you; they'll hire you right away. Yeah. Or Stacey Abrams. Um, yeah. yeah, you know the, the 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 playing field is starting to level a little bit. We're we're about a third of the way through the primaries. I do love uh, President Trump put his record out there the other day. I think I saw yesterday it was 106. So 100. Not bad. Endorsed. No, not bad at all. Uh, it's a lot better than he got, was able to get through the administrative state while he was the president. And he still got all the stuff he got done, done. But I think some of the candidates that are, that are really starting to resonate, like you said, Adam, Herschel Walker, uh, there's, there's some other ones, Carrie Lake, of course, she's coming back on next week. We love her. It's going to be, I think her fifth or sixth time on, and she just loves coming down and talking about her policies because we let her go. And, yeah. and the thing that matters, if you look at some of these candidates like Herschel, like Carrie, Adam, who's starting to pull away, there's some in some other States, uh, The America First agenda is really starting to resonate more. Like people Mm -hmm. are going to the grocery store, to the gas tank. What happens at their kids' schools? Uh, Do they have to get a second job or quit one because they can't afford childcare? Uh, People are uh, bailing out of the military in record numbers. You know, I talked to so many people via our social medias, and they're like, man, I tell you what, it's getting so bad, I just got to get out. That hurts my heart. But, you know, they see these people who are coming in, they're supportive of law enforcement, strong economy, strong borders, uh, the military and stuff like that. And it's like the people have had it. The Democrats tried to burn it down at so many different levels at the same time and achieved a lot of that based off of their awful America last policies and and things that have happened, um, you know, uh, foreign wise that the American people are just getting their butts kicked right now and they really want to see a comeback of America first.
5: Yeah, and America First is no longer, you're no longer a racist if you're America First. You know, you're a racist if you were America First for the last four Why years. How could
6: you be anything other than America yeah. First? I think th- this is I what agree. I don't even understand, you know? Like, this agree. is our and country.
1: It,
5: like, And it, it's like the policies that, that, that you just laid out. That's America failing. Who wants a weak border? Who wants drugs here? Who wants illegal immigrants committing crimes here? Who wants us to suck on the national stage overseas with Russia, China, and Iran and not support Israel and work up with our partners in the way? I mean, this is what's happening and people why, are- finding- When
6: did these become bipartisan issues? Right.
5: <laughs> well, Trump said them. So that's why that America first thing sort of sort of was, you know, you're a racist or xenophobe or whatever other terminology. But now they're seeing <laughs> seven bucks a gallon for gas, no baby formula. And they're seeing crime spike through the roof and the opiate crisis crushing our youth. And they're like, wait, how did this happen in 18 months? It's because you didn't put America first. And now they're quietly admitting, "Okay, that was probably the wrong way to go. And we got to fix it. So the midterms are step one. It's sort of putting like a, you know, a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound. But then 2024 is when you when you when you, you know, do this, do the surgery and get it right.
2: Yeah, and just imagine how many more candidates are going to emerge in between this midterm election, where there's some really great ones, and the ones that are going to come out of the woodwork to jump in in 2024. Yeah, I mean, as well.
6: apparently, Cash has announced my candidacy. So, no, oh, yeah,
5: that's coming.
2: Uh, we'll, we'll be under. fully endorsing that campaign yes. as well. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, well, you—if you want to know how you get to America last, I'm, I'm reading an article now, uh, and it's from the U.S. Uh, embassy official site. Joe Biden sent a delegation of 125 government officials, including cabinet members, senators, governors, and House representatives, to Davos this week to represent the Biden administration on behalf of America. Uh, oh, and you saw some—you saw some of the interesting stuff that was coming out of there. It was everything from like edible microchips to being able to kill switch your car and and everything in between. So these guys,
5: yeah. Well, Every, I mean, America. we're spending
6: sending what forty billion over to Ukraine when our babies are starving. So yeah,
2: yeah, and flying in
5: worry formula me. from overseas on military.
2: Yeah, warfare. more more baby formula from Australia will be here this weekend. Joe Biden wanted everybody to know that before he took off to Delhi. You no, know, I
6: read something. I read something somewhere that somebody was saying if you change your address to Canada on Amazon, you could get Amazon to deliver you baby formula. Wow.
5: Yeah, I saw that.
2: Mm, very interesting. Well, there you go. This is. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Cash, we know you're busy. You're going to be jumping on live uh, on Epoch Times tonight and, and doing your first live show there in regards to all this Durham stuff. We're going to be live linking Fight with Cash, the book. We're going to be live linking all of your Durham information and have people subs- subscribe to the email links. So they can be updated every day like I am. And, uh, of course, we'll be looking to have you back in about a month as uh, you become quite great friend of the show and endorser of Steak for Breakfast.
5: No, I love it. Thanks, guys, for having me and Erica, the, the the star, and for putting out the book, "The Plot Against the King." Um, and we will,
6: and, I we will get you your copy.
5: Yeah, you guys oh, should, can't... Yeah. We're getting you those copies, and I'm going to do one better. I'm going to get. I'm going to call Devin Nunes and make sure he does your show in the next thirty days. Nice. So, that sorry. would be
2: amazing because uh, we're going to be having Rick Grinnell on Cash real quick. Where can our listenership follow you, find you, uh, read you, and hear yeah.
5: you? At Truth on Truth Social at Cash. That's it. There and FightWithCash.com and the only places I exist. And you can learn everything about what we're doing to raise money for defamation lawsuits for Americans and fight with cash.com. And that truth on truth social, we're just crushing it. Uh, the, the engagements through the roof, we're putting out Durham watch on a daily basis and talking about national security defense and law enforcement and the meme game on truth social, that whole pinata party is on fire. That thing fire. is hilarious. So if you guys were to incorporate a good meme game with a posting of this, we'll put it on full blast tomorrow morning. There you
2: go. Oh, you didn't, you didn't like our two, our, uh, two ladies, Comey and, uh, Christopher Ray yelling at you across the table today. We I like you. that one.
5: No, that was good. That mm-hmm.
2: was good. <laughs> Erica, what about for you? Where can our listenership follow you? Because you're uh, always dropping some good information out about the 10 million things you're working on at the same time.
6: <laughs> well, you have to find me. It's just Erica Knight because I wasn't cool enough to just get my first name. <laughs> working on that. but
5: well, we Oh, got, yeah. I got I to kick some people off now that I'm a member of the board of directors for TMTG. So I'm, 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 I'm doing what I can.
2: <laughs> another thing that you're doing, man. You're busy. Uh, But again, we really enjoyed spending some time with you today, and we'll be looking to have you back soon again. Cash will uh, coordinate with Erica to uh, get that done.
5: Thanks, guys. You guys are awesome, Erica. Always a pleasure. Have fun out west. We'll see you soon.
2: Yeah, see you later, guys. Cash Patel, Erica Knight, thanks for joining us on Steak for Breakfast. Thank you. What do you think, Noel? Always some great information from our uh, good friend, Cash Patel, and he had our even better friend, Erica Knight, in tow today.
0: I can't think of any other better guests except for maybe the one we have right now.
2: Which is it's a she's making her twelfth appearance on the show. Uh, we are not going to introduce her. She's going to introduce herself because we don't do that. She's no longer a guest. She is a pseudo co-host. And uh, young lady, why don't you tell us uh, who you are? Does she just do an eagle noise? <laughs> I love I'm
4: it. Like, I'm sorry. What? I I can't hear you over the sound of <laughs> freedom. <laughs>
2: DeMontes, thanks for coming back oh, on with us today. That's amazing. <laughs> Man, so, our listenership might be wondering why the eagle noises and overabundance of freedom. You have a very special announcement. You had a big milestone this week. Why don't you tell everybody about it?
4: Oh, yeah. Um, so um, I found out that I am autistic. No, just kidding. Um, it, well, I am, <laughs> but, but I'm, I'm, I'm a, I became a citizen last week. And um, it's a big deal because it's a so, you know uh, liberal zero geisha one, so they cannot deport me anymore. You know they say I'm a terrorist, <laughs> so it's like, where are you going to deport me to my house? Like, uh, you know, so
2: <laughs> just no. Yeah. Listen, you, yeah, you you've gone from potential international terrorist to now domestic terrorist. Ooh. Welcome,
4: <laughs> welcome. Yeah, it is. So it's something that you as, as a foreign, you know, you do think a lot whenever you have to post something like, you know, you don't like something about the, you know, Clinton situation and and, and you, <laughs> you, your life kind of thing. So I had to to manage how I how I speak sometimes because you never know, you know, they they actually put a sticker on your tag and, and call you a terrorist in front of, you know, in all the main newspapers and, and very important. I mean, they consider it very important and. In truth-based um, places like New York Times or, or I don't know, all these newspapers, they they refer to to a lot of us as terrorists. And then when I was in my appointment, um, I did had a concern. Sometimes I was like, oh, you think they're gonna ask me like if I ever read a moment, like in some like?" But no, it didn't. It was very straightforward. Um, um, it, you know, yeah, maybe I I, I said that. Um, at some point, I said that I did all everything perfect, you know, while I stayed in the U.S. Um, so it was pretty quick. And, and then I passed my exam. And, and then next thing, it was a ceremony that I was laid to. And I just did the, you know, the swearing. Is that the, the
6: mm-hmm. prayer
4: of allegiance? I, I remember the first time I heard about it, I thought it was called Alliance. And I was like, what? Is that like a superhero type of thing? Um, yes. But it was Technically, very- yes. It was very good. I, I am very proud. I'm very proud and happy that um there, you know, liberals are 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 gonna see my my, you know, now you feel a little more protected, you know what I'm saying?
2: Mm-hmm. No, I I like it. And so just to confirm, they don't ask on the citizenship test if you think the 2020 presidential election was rigged or stolen. No, they, they don't, don't ask that. Oh. Okay, not yet. <laughs> and then big, big congratulations to you. That's a huge milestone and amazing feat it's we're we're welcome to have you even though we've always welcomed you into our into our uh steak for breakfast pod family but at the same time it's great to have you as an American citizen now very proud of you
4: thank you they also didn't ask uh who's the president of the United States like you know mm. it's a tricky question there so they asked me other things like you know Martha Luther King type of thing and oh okay easy questions but yeah it was interesting
2: nothing about George Floyd or anything like that
4: no not actually no oh,
2: okay not yet.
4: They
2: did ask me about the emancipation and oh okay, which you know Barack Obama wants everybody to remember George Floyd, but we are on Ugh. the heels of what is a couple big national tragedies. We did have that um, you know incident down in Uvalde, Texas this week. We saw uh, you know another case where federal, local, state law enforcement agencies at some point in way, shape or form kind of dropped the ball. There's also a huge mental health component in there. A lot of red flags that presented themselves prior to the event happening. And and consequently, it turned into uh, something that transpired into, you know, close to 25 people being murdered, including two teachers, uh, close to 20 children and a very sad event. It, it was it was pretty disgusting to me. I don't know how you guys feel seeing it automatically politicized. You had Chuck Schumer on the Senate floor talking about gun control. You had Joe Biden come out. And the way I look at it is, and it's it's sad and sick to say, but the blood literally hadn't dried at the crime scene. And he's out there yelling and screaming on the microphone at a time where, OK, even if you don't agree with, you know, the conservative pulse in America, you've got to bring people together to in a way to heal. And we just didn't see that this week from this administration. It was really, you know, kind of sad to see. Yeah, Just a shame. Noah, what do you think?
0: Yeah. I mean, instantaneously just coming out, like not even like, can we get a moment of silence? Like, do we really have to jump feet first into this? I mean, it's almost like they wanted it to happen. Like, I mean, as, as sick as it is, like these people are excited when this stuff happens.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's a huge component of, of, uh, of items to take away from the midterm elections, which we're in right now, you know, it's primary season. We're about a third of the way through, and when it comes to things like this, it's just a pure distraction from the economy, from the baby formula, from the gas prices, uh, from the woke agenda. And, uh, you know, it, it's pretty interesting. The, the biggest news item that I brought for us to talk about, you know, in our news block today, it's, it's all about what's going on over in Davos, the World Economic Forum and all of their minions from across the globe. The real evil people from all the movies um, collaborated over there in Davos and uh, they're having like their annual event first time in a couple of years. It's been remote because of well, COVID or monkeypox or whatever we're on right now. Um, but, but they're all there this week. And, and and we saw some really telling things, including from our own administration who, uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit in our first en- segment, they sent over a delegation of 125 people, um, which included high level cabinet members, senators, governors, house representatives, and a whole bunch of administrative staff to kind of push the United States into that one world government ideal. So uh, pr- pretty dangerous and, and, and reckless, you know, given the circumstances in the country right now. Geisha, have you seen any of it or, or have you been following it on social media at all?
4: It is something that's very scary to watch. Uh, I ask myself a question that I don't want to sound pessimist, but I, I, I wonder if we are seeing the fall of the United States and like, or something among those lines, because it's so absurd, everything from the fact that they keep sending so much money to other countries when there's not even milk in the the shelves, we're seeing how all these people are getting together and just straightforward without even, even, they're not even covering it. They just tell everyone how they want to have the control, how they are going to build the world, how it's like all these like kind of like sociopathic or however we want to call it. while at the same time, this country is, you know, we see all these mass shooters, uh, all the, the links also to to mental health um, crisis that they were dealing with, also. Uh, it, it makes you wonder it's like, well, what's going to happen? Every time that I sit down, I'm like, oh my God, what's going to be next? I'm, I'm, we see what happens, right? Like when, when we met last time and we talked about it was something else, now we see a, another shooting. And then they're just going to take advantage of that and, and just continue to push the, the, let's take the weapons away from the people. Uh, it is it's scary. I don't, I don't know where it's going to get, but I feel like um, most or a big part of Americans are aware of what's going on. And and we see that even in the sales, like more people are even um, buying more and keeping more of the, mm-hmm. their, their arms because uh, it to me, and, and again, like you said, like, we, did, we couldn't even have a moment of silence for these victims, but it, it, it was so um, obvious that they were taking this opportunity to just blast it everywhere that we need to do something about gun control. And then another thing, which is that, you know, both uh, you guys and I, um, I'm in contact with what's going on in my country, but all these things are also very linked, is that the same things are being like spread in the news, also in the Dominican Republic, right after this shooting happened, uh, they're also spreading a lot of propaganda about people armed, people doing accidents, people doing, you know, like, oh, finding people with a bunch of guns, like, and then starting to, to push the, oh, we need your weapons, like we need to do something about guns. So it's, it you know, when we think about it, it's not just, oh, the United States, have, this happened in, in Texas or, or whatever. It's like they, it's spreading, it's spreading, and they do want to continue to push this agenda um, I'm glad that as someone who's so foreign, I can see that the same things are happening in the U S very similar things are also also happening in the, in the, in other countries, which is too much of a coincidence. You know what I mean? Right.
2: Yeah. We see a lot more of a global coordination going on and they were very overt about it this week. We're going to listen to some of the, well, greatest hits from the world economic forum summit this week. Uh, the first one we got up is the uh, we're talking about e-safety. Uh, that's online censorship we saw it briefly uh, try to be taken down and then quickly disbranded with the uh, or disbanded with the disinformation board um, let's hear somebody from uh, one of the representatives from Australia talk about recalibrating e-safety everywhere and everything feels
6: binary when it doesn't need to be so i think we're going to have to think about a recalibration of a whole range of human rights that are playing out online you know from freedom of speech to the freedom to you know to be free from online violence or the uh, right of data protection to the right to child dignity we are
2: wow pretty interesting to uh that's kind of the same stuff we saw uh, that came from Nina Jankiewicz. Uh Some of her pulled back tweets and, and Zoom meetings that were recorded where she was saying that, you know, people like uh, the governing body that would have been the disinformation board should have the right to go in and edit people's tweets or erase them uh, because they don't like the narrative. To see a lot of our global leaders coming together to talk about this in like a forum setting it, it is highly disturbing to me.
0: Yeah, it's it's... They're just facilitating their end goal. It's like, you know, you want to do the gun control thing. You want to take away people's rights to to free speech. It all just goes. You can't institute the one world government for people who don't want a one world government if everybody's armed.
4: Remember what we talked about, the coordination, and you Mm -hmm. mentioned they want to, to do this with the censorship and, and all the, the just giving them tools to continue to censor people. So there's a big there's a senator, fam, a famous senator in the Dominican Republic who's also working with the other politicians to create a law. So they want to to make censorship um, something that they can have just just by law, say, you know, just shut you down. And um, it just keeps proving that this is so coordinated because it's, it's literally like happening at, at the same time. I'm, I'm so shocked that they don't even have a little break. No, it's just, it's just by the book, by the book. Okay, what's next? So, all right, we're going to make sure that everyone gets censored. Um, we're going to do something about the website, like web uh, censorship and, and all other things. Um, at the same time, um, the monkeypox is also, the story of the monkeypox is all over there as well. There, no one, like, you know, it's just, be, it's becoming something too obvious um, that this this is like a checklist where we're just like, all right, what episode are we in now? Ukraine, uh, like, what's next? Monkeypox? I don't know, but it's just it's ridiculous.
2: No, you make you make an excellent point there, and it's like, what what is going to be the flavor of the week? What what are they going to go through the rolodex or spin the wheel and throw the dart at? And it's going to be in our next audio clip. Uh, we're going to hear well the supreme villain of the World Economic Forum, and that's Klaus Schwab talking about a better world being built by them.
7: let Also be clear, the future is not just happening. The future is built by us, by a powerful community as you here in this (laughs) room. We have the means to improve the states of the world. But two conditions are necessary. The first one is that we act all as stakeholders of larger communities. That we serve not our only self interests, but we serve the community. That's what we call stakeholder responsibility. And second, that we collaborate. And this is the reason why you find many opportunities here during the meeting to engage into very action and impact oriented initiatives, to make progress Related to specific issues on the global
2: agenda. Yeesh. How does that feel to uh, well, first of all, he's every bond villain right? wrapped up into one. Somebody he literally is with get that man. A sprinkle in a, yeah. Sprinkle in a little Dr. Evil. Cause it's funny to hear some of the ridiculous stuff that he says, but that is horrifying. They they're basically saying like the global elites and, and the people that are behind the scenes running them should be like the stakeholders. And when they talk about broader communities, Spoiler alert, they're talking about literally people. Yeah. Like they should be like the ultimate power in controlling every element of people's lives.
0: Yeah, you're, there's a stakeholder, but the stakeholder is in control
2: of you. Sounds like crickets and pods to me. Oof. I, I, I you, look, to, you look terrified.
4: <laughs> if this was a video game, uh, Schwab is like the final boss. If, if yes. this cartoon, he'll be like, you know, brain from Pinky and the Brain or something like that. <laughs> Uh, it, I wonder a lot now. Like my stupid brain is like, who who is who's like the 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 ultimate? You know, like the ultimate, the head of, of this whole. You know, because uh, because he he seems like <laughs> he's kind of like the evil um, yeah. character that you know that governs all of these nations and and where the economy is gonna go and and it's just. Everything about it, about this character is in the outfits and the flowers. You saw that? I was like, what the mm-hmm. heck?" Is this is a weird pageant. I've never been there, never seen something like that. Um, I don't know. It, it's weird. We're, we're we're dealing with some very weird times. Uh, and I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what's going to be next.
2: Like, yeah, no, it, it, you're AIDS, definitely right there.
4: It's huh? cooking. AIDS. it's kind of cooking now. I don't know. But I heard AIDS is making a comeback.
2: AIDS so hot right now. It's it's very scary, and to to hear the way that he talks, I mean, the only thing that that clip was missing was like uh, a thunderclap and and a maniac laugh. laugh. Yeah. Yes.
0: (laughs) We're gonna start a go, and believe it or not, we're just getting warmed up.
2: There, there are some big ones that we've got coming in here. So you know, this all spins around like unarming the people, lining them up into control monitoring them on on every level so social media and any kind of like groupthink repression also yeah the whole green thing so they want to completely get rid of nuclear energy and be reliant on like things that they don't think are going to hurt the planet but consequently it hurts the planet to not have things like nuclear energy because the planet can't run on nuclear energy without nuclear energy or fossil-based fuels and uh well billionaire president of alibaba is up next he was talking about individual human carbon foot
8: trackers, believe no. it or not. So yeah, here we go, let's hear him. we are developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? Crickets. Mm. So, individual carbon footprint tracker stay tuned we don't have it operational yet but this is something that we're working on oh good
2: now when he says that you know it already exists and they're using it on like different demographics of like you know you know lower classes of people probably throughout the third world just to see what like the uh legitimate how good would it be to to roll out into more industrialized nations and stuff like that but just imagine like tracking what you eat and where you go like when you use the restroom uh for everybody
0: well to that, so, to that, some extent that's already happening with your geolocations on your phone like i mean they're mm-hmm. they're saying that like the targeted advertising when when they get up to the 5g level of just direct like perfect pinpoint positioning they'll be able to tell what kind of soup you're looking at Ugh. in the grocery that's store kind of-
4: you guys talked also about what happened with the WHO meeting with all the presidents and, and yeah. negotiating that they will have legal power over the people. So so now, wherever, whether it's, it's monkey business, pox or, or AIDS or whatever it is, um, they will say, you know, you, you're going to go to jail if you don't do this or, or whatever. So it, it's becoming a, well, it has always been a dictatorship, but now legally allowed to, which is, I don't know how it's going to, be for my country, because my country was already terrified uh, and and abused by authorities on a daily basis. Like you couldn't wor- work, you couldn't buy, you couldn't do anything. There are countries where you, you could still go to a supermarket without your your job. But here, like it, I mean, in the Dominican Republic, it was you couldn't you couldn't get any of your basic needs and uh, cops and, and military could just like walk into your house. It's very it's very scary. And, and I felt, you know, I was following the news there until it was getting me like I was getting too depressed about the situation there and sure. they're making it even more, um, m- more intense. So giving it the powers some, somehow, some people call it like almost as giving sovereignty to, um, to the world, uh, to the who, to the yeah world health organization. It's just weird, man.
2: No, you see, Geisha, this is why I love having you on the show. We called you up on short notice this week. You didn't do any show prep with us. We didn't even tell you what we were talking about until we got on the air. And believe it or not, the next audio clip we're going to hear, we're going to circle back to Dr. Evil, Klaus Schwab, and he's going to be talking about the fallout from those things that they discussed at the WHO Forum at Davos this week. So let's hear him. With the vaccine, that
7: we knew that there is a very... Fanatic group of anti-vaxxers that will go after us no matter what. They will claim that the sun didn't go up because people were vaccinated, and that created issues with the crop. So I'm suing you. And one thing it is to sue you in the U.S. Another thing is to sue you in a country where the legal system is not up to that standards. Or in Switzerland, right? So I think that's behind us. Uh, everything <laughs> went okay, and now I think we can move on. I think we were we were <laughs> both uh, targets of the anti-vaccine movements and uh, conspiracy uh, people uh, claiming that I had triple. I wondered what it is tri- triple um, uh, COVID. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and I uh, well, was. Uh, I think it got uh, hundreds of thousands of clicks and so on. Uh, I know you will also target target. Um... I read one day that was arrested by FBI. Yeah, same happened to me. And there are pictures, pictures of me and the FBI officers. Yeah. I don't know how, yeah. I never said. <laughs> the surprising thing it is that the same publication, I found out because I had published, the previous one that was arrested was the Pope by FBI. <laughs> so, ridiculous. Yeah, <clears throat> so we are good company. Yeah? Hmm. Well, at least I was in good company. Yeah, but
2: yeah. Well, first of all, credit to all the meme makers out there who make those S tier memes of them getting rolled up by uh, authorities. But you know, it, it's it's funny how they want to get ahead of themselves, and before they could reveal like the next component of their evil plot, which would obviously be more vaccines, vaccine passports, vaccine tracking, and all that other stuff, in addition to what all the other things we've covered. Uh, They want to get ahead of the people who are disinformationists or or anti-vaxxers and kind of demonize them. Right there, it's at a world level, uh, you know, on a global scale. So it's really interesting to hear them literally talk about memes and have a back and forth discussion about it.
0: They equate, like I've said before, they equate the craziest fringe, whatever, like, okay, the Pope got arrested. Okay, now this guy is getting arrested. And it's just, you know, crackpot wackadoo people every once in a while but that's that's who they're going to put as the face of well these are the people who are attacking us these crazy people Uh it's not going to be like people that are thinking logically and rationally like hey you know maybe we should look at this uh maybe some you know common sense with this you know people are getting sick people aren't getting sick like what's the deal they can't do that they have to just go like well this guy says that the easter bunny did it it's like well okay great fantastic
2: no, you're right. Geisha, you're a huge fan of uh, anti-vax memes like I am. Uh, is it interesting to hear, like, at that high of a level, them really talk about it and kind of spin it into a, this is why we need to control disinformation narrative?
4: It's, it's interesting to see someone I mean, that dresses up like a Mortal Kombat character <laughs> say that I am a threat to that. It's really weird. Like, I am a nobody in Harlem who just you know, see the data, see, that sucks, I don't want it, and I know that I don't need it for 99.97 chances that I'm going to survive of a cold.
2: There you go. Well,
4: they still want to make us seem like we are some sort of, um, you know, by a weapon or something, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's weird, it's a weird feeling. Um, also question, uh, I think I heard that the uh, World Economic Forum has their own police. is that true? That they
2: have their own police. Yeah, well, I mean, it's been fact-checked, but we saw the video this week with with Jack Posobiec where he apparently was detained and uh, briefly questioned by people who were dressed up as police. They were carrying weapons. They approached them on the street and they did have identifying patches that did say WEF police, uh, but they denied that Davos literally has that type of a police force. So were they operating as security or did they kind of overplay their hand I mean, I think of all the people in the world who were there, and there were some really big agitators there. Jack Vosovic is probably the worst one you could have went after because he was going to find out everything about it and post yeah. 24-7 until it got into the news cycle, and it sure did.
4: Yeah, I, I question that because, for example, if some sort of a consciousness happens around the world and people realize that this is ridiculous and they've just put their weapons down... Because of course, like you need military, you need police, you need enforcement to go after the people. So that I've seen that that happened in some place in Italy where the police um, said no more, we don't want to do this anymore. So if if there's a collective work like that, and then they'll be like, guess what? We got our own police, motherfuckers. We're gonna take it to jail anyway. So <laughs> it's just really like, oh man.
2: No, I mean, I mean, yeah, it makes a whole lot of sense, and it's just one of the narratives that that were out there this weekend, uh, and, and I think. One that's definitely affecting the United States negatively right now, it's pulling it like one of the least favorable things that we're involved in. It's this whole Russia-Ukraine thing that's going on. Uh, It's pretty funny to see people on both sides of the aisle argue that diplomacy is the only way, but we will continue to pump, well, we're now up to 15 border walls worth of money over there and weapons and supplies to fight a proxy war with Russia on Ukraine's turf. Uh, I I think the only way that this gets resolved is diplomatically but it seems like the U S wants to just continue to monetarily feed the military industrial complex. And that's why we're in this situation. Again, we're currently at $55 billion uh, sent over to Ukraine in the last 90 days. Uh, We didn't have any money for the Afghanistan war for last fiscal year because we pulled out. Uh, But the years before that, it averaged around $50 billion. So there you go. Uh, We're feeding the military industrial complex again and and we're neck deep in it right now. And, and the only thing I see coming out of this, if we don't figure out a diplomatic strategy to get these two to the table and be like, Russia's going to keep this part. Ukraine's going to keep this part. You guys don't like each other, but guess what? This has been going on for longer than the last 90 days, figure it out and go on with your lives. Uh, it's going to get ugly at some point. Russia is going to reach the point where they're going to start. You know, we know that special uh, forces are operating inside of Ukraine. We've seen uh, United Nations soldiers, uh, captured this week. We've seen people who are still in the British and Canadian military in the last few weeks apprehended by Russian soldiers there. So wh- what are we doing? What are we going to figure this out? Um, listen, we talked about bad guys, but we're, we're missing out on one. There's one just as evil as Klaus Schwab, if not worse. That could be George Soros. He talked about this narrative. Yeah, let's hear
1: him weigh in on it. The invasion of Ukraine didn't come out of the blue the world has been increasingly engaged in a struggle between two systems of governance that are diametrically opposed to each other, open society and closed society. Let me define the difference as simply as I can. In an open society, the rule of the the state is to protect the freedom of the individual. Mm. In a closed society, the role of the individual is to serve the rulers of the state. Other issues concerning all of humanity, fighting pandemics and climate change, avoiding nuclear war, maintaining global institutions, have had to take a backseat to that struggle. That's why I say our civilization may not survive. Wow. Hmm. So apparently
2: they think, because they probably have the best bunkers, that we're going to stay in this involvement with the Russia-Ukraine war until nuclear conflict is instigated and then everybody dies except them and I guess the people that they know are the most controllable, which they'll probably hurt up and put in bunkers themselves. What do you guys think? It's frightening. Oh, man.
4: I'm scared. It's so weird. It's just everything from a way to talk to the whatever they're saying right now. It,
1: Civilization
2: people, may not survive.
4: <laughs> not survive. I, I wonder if he has his teeth on. But that's not the... This is so crazy. Listen, the, the, what these people are saying in, at this event is so... And saying that you go tell that to someone right now, especially here in New York, you just walk mm-hmm. around, you go outside and you tell them, hey, they're saying this, 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 and that we are be like, sir, this is a conspiracy theory. It's like, you can just say by word by word what they're saying and they will not believe it because it sounds so absurd and we're here pinching ourselves because like, we don't know if this is a fucking nightmare or what, but it's like, it's true. We're seeing it. We're listening to them. Um, they just negotiating and, and, you know, figuring out what they're going to do with the pheasants, you know, like us rats of, of the world and, and how yeah. they're going to spread them up all around. Um, it's, it's, it's nuts. I, I never thought I would be alive to, to, to see this. And, and I wonder how this is going to be in it. this is going to end up in the books. If it's going to be, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be very optimist. I think this is going to go in history as, as a giant, gigantic fraud. And I, I still continue to have, a, have a, a lot of hope that people will be held accountable or they're just going to have to kill us all. So.
2: Yeah. And, and he teased that. I mean, how many more times do we as, you know, the kind of people we are have to be like the Leonardo DiCaprio pointing on the couch meme every time they say something like that? You know, it's like uh, we've heard about forced vaccinations, carbon footprints, uh, editing your social media out of existence, um okay, cost for the whole world. Yeah, it's just crazy. It, as they were going down the check marks with their virtue singles, they were also covering all the check marks for us, I guess, conspiracy theorists.
4: In um in, in where in um, Chile, I believe the president of Chile was talking about how they will um, use the advances of you know how they're, they're they're improving their internet and all that stuff mm-hmm. so they could reach people's feelings there's there's videos of him explaining to everybody how this is going to benefit the you know chile so much that they're going to get to a point where they can manage people's feelings people's thoughts people and I'm like I'm just there like what the uh, cuz you know we were told crazy when we brought this up Um, Still, people will call you crazy for bringing something like this up when it's happening. This is the part where I don't know if there is a group of delusional people who believe everything they're told. And we are going to end up delusional from like just going crazy over everything that's going on and and trying to find a peace of mind. But again, I'm optimistic. I feel good whenever I you know, whenever I'm chilling, I just get a little cocktail, a glass of wine, I relax i'm just you know i'm a citizen of the world so I'm, i cannot wait to travel you know what i'm saying oh i cannot look, i look forward to that So I,
2: I just want to let our listening audience know that when geisha gave that monologue right there she did literally do a hair flip and a head tilt. <laughs> oh, so yeah. it, it sounded like we saw it in I real life it. it was amazing <laughs> no you got that the,
0: the hair flip was perfect
2: it was <laughs> You know, what's not perfect right now are the gas prices across the world. Oof. The only people who are making money on gas right now literally are the Russians and they've been sanctioned harder than ever before. But we've seen their currency bounce back. Their currency is at plus 11% for the year. Wow. They're picking and choosing who they give oil to and for how much. And believe us, when we're buying it from them, uh, we're getting it at, at not big, big savings. They don't have a promo code stake so check out for gas mm. right now. <laughs> it was pretty interesting to hear Joe Biden. He came back from his Indo-Asian trip where he kind of fell in line with all the things that were going along in Davos. But talk about something that's, that's really ridiculous. You know, they're talking about hitting up the strategic oil reserves. They're talking about all these things related to uh, trying to drive gas prices down when we know they physically and literally drove them up in an attempt to kind of end reliance on fossil fuels. Let's hear him literally talk about that.
3: When it comes to the gas prices, uh, we're going through an incredible transition that is taking place that, God willing, when it's over, we'll be stronger and the world will be stronger and less reliant on fossil fuels when this is over.
2: Oh, so it's on purpose. Oh. Yes, it is on purpose. Well, all things from the Biden administration, apparently from migration to the uh, inflation rates and, and fuel prices are transitory. But he says this is like a real milestone for our country right now. We're going to destroy the energy industry and make it to where we it'll be almost literally impossible to recover from this people are just getting crushed uh, filling up their tanks and, and heating and cooling their homes right now as we're, we're entering the summer months in a lot a lot of parts of the United States and it's just ridiculous to see he's like literally gloating about
0: it yeah I, I put 20 bucks in my motorcycle gas tank because I'm out of my uh, stockpile didn't even fill it up 20 bucks mm. motorcycle tank that's bullshit just imagine uh, to fill up your big truck i did that also i didn't even want to talk about it
4: i'm getting so many <laughs> tickets here in new york I was happy that i have like a a, a car that doesn't need much gas because it's like a hybrid mm-hmm. prius but i'm i'm support I'm, I'm i think i'm funding the state with all the the fucking tickets that i'm getting here <laughs> I, I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna go to my uncle in providence or something fix that damn car and sell the fuck out of it i'm so done i'm, I'm tired
2: yeah, I mean, I'm I'm driving a Prius right now here in Southern California. Yet, like last week, it cost me sixty three dollars to fill up from empty. That is oh, ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, it used to cost me twenty
4: six bucks. That's the most. Uh, one of the the most like gas efficient vehicles is is the Prius, and we yeah. are not even we're not even sponsored by it. All right, just saying. No,
2: no, definitely not. Well,
4: it's a pain. Well, it's, it's a pain. <laughs>
2: we can kind of pick it up a little bit and leave it to no one else, but big Dick Ron DeSantis to weigh in on all the things that happened at Davos over the course of the last week, you know, how hard he pushed back against the Biden administration for all of their COVID protocols and stuff like that. And in turn, you saw the state of Florida literally thrive. Uh, He weighed in on some of these things they were talking about at the uh, world economic forum. And uh, let's hear him give a take like only he can.
0: And while we're on that subject, um, We in Florida, there is no way we will ever support uh, this WHO
2: thing to send our stuff. That's not going to happen. No way. So the way I look at it as if states like Florida push back on the federal government on the COVID restrictions, I think if the World Economic Forum went into some kind of treaty with the United States, states' rights – pretty much Trump everything except literally the constitution, but the things that are written in the constitution that give the states their rights kind of allow them to regulate the fed, uh, at, at the legislative level. So if, I think it would be, listen, if you, if these things that we're talking about today and the things that happened last week, uh, at the WHO summit and this week at Davos, scare you, go out and find those elected officials to keep in office like Ron DeSantis, like Kerry lakes running in, in, uh, arizona and and people like that who are not going to get in line with you know just the federal government when they say you want to know what we're going to sign a treaty that gives away all your state citizens rights you guys get on board believe it or there's a lot of states california would jump right on that new york new jersey pennsylvania connecticut all those places maryland they'd all jump right on that thing michigan some of the you know the uh, blue wall states up there they'd be right in line with with this rhetoric and and all of a sudden it'd be like okay you want to renew your driver's license you have to uh sign up for a vaccine passport and uh, you want to shop at the grocery store you have to sign up for the we're going to monitor what you eat and when uh passport and and things like that it's just crazy to me
4: it is happening
2: yeah it's happening it's happening
4: all over the world like with the um going back to work rule where in order to get hired you need to have the booster so not only not only you need to have that stupid thing you have to have a booster which is a what the number four on the little car to get an ice cream or something like (laughs) i i I, I still can't work because of that
0: the booster that lasts for like what two weeks
2: well you know there's some there's they're actually starting to put some studies together now because the vaccine was you know out there at like what late 2019 early 2021 that are showing that people who are up to date on their full vaccination in regards to COVID, their bodies are not allowing them to have the ability to build up natural immunity anymore yeah so then you're getting a booster that lasts for like two months and then all of a sudden you come in contact with people around COVID, uh and your body can't fight it off because you've eliminated things in your body that would produce the whatever is to keep it you know, uh, deliver antibodies to combat it. I I saw somebody post on Twitter today. It was like uh, Libs posting their L's uh, on Twitter and it was like, I can't, I have had five vaccinations for COVID and I can't believe I fucking caught it for the fourth time.
4: You're getting getting immunodeficiency. It's like, you're saturating your body with something where we've seen the video of Mr. Fauci saying that the Mm. best protection you will ever have is actually getting the virus. He says it, we have it in video, and now they want you to have five jabs for this. Like, you well, know, this is the part where sometimes I, I, you know, I I, I wanna just like hit myself in the wall, but then I, I go back to my, you know, like, hey, here, look at these little tiny hands. People cannot see it, but I just clap like, yeah, <laughs> I survive another day geisha <laughs> next time
2: next time you come on you have to wear a long sleeve shirt with those little hands and, and just do a little that'd be amazing
0: so the, um, the, the vaccine and the boosters and all the other stuff and the people that are getting it multiple times it's like okay so for a brief minute there i thought i had covid twice i had it once for sure got mm-hmm. sick again felt like shit for you know whatever a couple days uh did one of the over-the-counter tests came back positive So then me thinking that well maybe it'll help me along the line if I need it to show that I have natural immunity if anything progressively gets worse, I went and took an antibody test, which came out negative. So I didn't even have are manipulating those. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I definitely think they're manipulating those because remember, no, I had COVID all the way back in the beginning uh, it was like late 2019 or early 2021. Yeah, me too. I signed up for an antibody's test and everybody thought it was weird to get. Cause it was still like happening. There was no vaccine yet or anything like that. We were just kind of like going through lockdowns, but they were able to squeeze me and I got it. And I was like super hot. It, it goes from like red to green. And then there's all these different kind of numbers. And then there's like an analysis, but they still email me to this day, like five times a week to come in and donate blood and plasma. Cause they want to know probably what that original natural immunity to, to the original strain which con- consequently is what all the vaccines are for even the boosters are for the original strain yeah and that's why people are having you know difficulty building up any kind of immunity whatever it's destroying in the body is one thing but all the different mutated variants is, is another well it's
0: like the flu shot you don't get the same flu shot that you got last year y- y- it's a different no. flu shot it is it is their projection of what they think the new variant of the flu is going to be it you why would you, though, we've stockpiled 500 million doses of the flu shot, and since we still have some left, we're going to make you get the one from last year. It's like, well, that flu's gone. It's uh-huh. a different, And every single time one of these things mutate, change, whatever you want to call it, morph into something else, turn into a fucking butterfly, it gets weaker. So every variation, every fucking Greek alphabet that they throw at you, it's going to be subsequently less in its deadliness and i just I don't, I don't understand
2: no i agree with you and i think like uh you know there, there are some vaccines out there that have been trusted for a long time and have worked polio tetanus like you know different kinds of things like that uh but but i think one of the biggest reveals over the course of the last three four years with covid was we are seeing that um in regards to vaccine research, there are just too many moving parts for them to legitimately be able to get a hold on this. And we may have been, and I'm not a 100% anti-vaxxer because obviously I've gotten vaccines at certain points of my life up to the point where I was an adult and I didn't feel like I needed them anymore because I took my vitamin and, and never got sick. But we're seeing that there's a lot of like test subjectory involved in this whole vaccine business rather than there is like aiming for a cure. They're more of like aiming for a dark board and hoping that it works. And I just think that's that's really like the sad part of modern medicine is there. You know, we've talked to a lot of doctors and we've met doctors at, at events we've gone to and we've seen doctors all over TV like Peter McCullough and, and Robert Malone and stuff like that. They just say like, you know, before they really got brave enough to talk about it, they would just go to work for decades and put their heads down and do their research knowing that bad stuff was going on behind the scenes and knowing that things weren't ready for launch or, or to be distributed on the public. And and they would just go out and do it anyway for money. It's, it's just frightening to see how we progress. I'm
4: just out with the nine pages of side effect. I'm like, and the whole thing there you about go. us surviving, like the chances of us dying of this is just, it's like you can, same thing with the kids. It's like you you easy win the lottery than like a kid dying from from a virus. Kids are full of viruses. They get sick all the time. Mucas, all this stuff. They're just like a party of, of all kinds of, It's a whole universe going on in a kid right now, but they want to make it seem like they are on the risk and and they want to use that fear to worry all the moms and then to make them feel guilty if they don't. And then they use all these manipulation. Now they're trying to convince the kids directly so they can go on their own like it happened in Canada. It's absurd that the the freaking narcissist guy from Canada is, is giving kids the power to go behind their parents' back and decide yes. for themselves to have something that we have all of this evidence that's so harmful that causes myocarditis, uh, it causes blood clots, it causes all kinds of of side nine pages of. How, how how small the letters? Because it's not going to be number 12. <laughs> well, no, it's probably going to be five, like, like a tiny thing you're going to need. Um, you can type, you open it as a map. Nine pages of side effects. It's a lot, people, for something that we don't, we can just solve with, you know, just getting a lot of water, having a little soup, taking our vitamins. Hydroxychloroquine is great. Iver- ivermectin is amazing. These are amazing, um, like drugs that that they've been out for so many years, and and taking us to this point is just ridiculous. And I and I feel so sad for the people who have gotten into a state of fear that it's bigger than than like their state of of just thinking and and, and analyzing or, or reasoning. You know, like that reasoning is gone because fear is overtaking them their bodies.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. And, uh, you know, it's something we're going to continue to track it and, and, you know, talk about as we, as we move on, it was just really disturbing to see a lot of the narrative, like the whole vaccine, the tracking your body, like the edible carbon footprint thing that they could see what you're eating and when you're eating and stuff like that is just highly alarming. And, uh, as we switch gears now, we have stuff breaking over the course of the show. I wanted to include a little bit of it because it kind of fills into the thread. Donald Trump speaking today, which is Friday, at the NRA national event in Texas. He was supposed to speak with Greg Abbott, uh, you know, kind of on a panel. But uh, Greg Abbott decided that it would be more prudent to kind of stay involved in the Uvalde shooting that has been going on. And uh, that's probably where he was. So he taped, a, he taped a message for the event. But Donald Trump went and... Uh, he was speaking now. Let's listen to a clip from him talking about money that should be appropriated for things in the United States and get instead of getting shipped off to Ukraine.
3: No one should ever be able to get anywhere near a classroom until they have been checked, scanned, screened and fully approved. So important. In addition, classroom doors should be hardened to make them lockable from the inside and closed to intruders. From the outside and above all from this day forward every school in america should have a police officer or an armed resource officer on duty at all times facts moreover at every police department in america we need a rigorous training on active shooter protocols to immediately locate and eliminate the target took too long. And we need to expand funding, recruiting, and training for police departments nationwide. This is not a matter of money. This is a matter of will. If the United States has $40 billion to send to Ukraine, we should be able to do whatever it takes to keep our children safe at home.
2: what the man makes a lot of sense when he says things simple as that right
0: yeah i mean why why wouldn't you want there to be an armed guard you have armed guards everywhere else politicians have armed guards white house has armed guards fucking the world economic fucking forum has armed guards apparently
2: they sure did. So
0: yeah,
4: kids have the threat of all the pedophiles, also, and the, all the all the you know people who are just uh, obs- you know, we have issues with parents, uh, toxic parents, also. because yeah. uh, we see that the situation with the shooters, but then there's also a lot more that that means that these kids should have had protection from from day one. And and it's it's he's so right. And even in the tone of his voice, you can tell that he's he was very concerned about what happened and and just just Talked from the bottom of his heart, and I I agree with everything that he was saying there.
2: Yeah, Donald Trump is like so huge. He loves kids. He loves to see kids succeed and flourish. I know stuff like this really bothers him. And when he saw that stuff that was going on this week, and we had Cash Patel on before you today, Geisha, and he's saying that Donald Trump is uh, taking a couple of weeks off from the campaign trail to kind of reload, rest up, probably play some golf, and uh, work on some things behind the scene, but. He said that he's going to be getting out on the campaign trail and it's not going to be like just your weekend trump rally in some state that's about to have a primary he's going to be doing multiple speaking events a week and and trying to get this country back on the right track and into the midterm so it was good to kind of hear them because it was kind of like a weird narrative for this week you know we went through the whole week and we always kind of go back to it as conspiracy theorists as geisha so beautifully put it earlier in the show listen we're, we're seeing so many different parts of 1984 literally come off of the pages and transpire into real life. Um, I think in our last audio clip of the week, I saw yesterday and it was a pretty funny segment. You know, Tucker Carlson's always looking to put a positive spin on things. It was a hard week. I saw him, you know, crush a whole bunch of this narrative with the with the Texas shooting and the kids and stuff like that. And then talk about the World Economic Forum. He's been touched on a lot of things that the rest of the media won't talk about. And he kind of Gave us a little 1984 spin, but at the same breath was able to shit on Brian Stelter. So let's hear it.
8: The most entertaining person Joe Biden has appointed to anything was that Nina woman he put in charge of the Ministry of Truth. She was so ridiculous and provably so that she's out. But at CNN, they are sad. They wanted her there forever. And the eunuch <laughs> is particularly exercised over this watch.
2: This Department of Homeland Security board that was going to try to bring together different parts of the government and what they're doing to try to stop people from getting tricked by lies on the Internet oh. sounded logical, but this thing was doomed to fail. It became a conservative meme. They called it the Ministry of Truth.
8: Oh, we are going to help people not get tricked by lies on the Internet. We need, we need the mannequin, some 80-year-old guy who can't even speak a complete sentence to help me figure out what's real. That's the eunuch. He has a name. It's Brian Stelter. That's his view. He loved the idea of a ministry of truth. Why does he like that so much? Well, then it hit us. Brian Stelter is in fact, assuming he's a real person, basically lifted directly from the pages of 1984, the Orwell novel. In the novel, the eunuch is called Tom Parsons. Parsons works as a flack for the ministry of truth. And here's how George Orwell, almost 80 years ago, describes Parsons. And as we read this, Ask yourself, does this sound like anybody who was a weekend show on CNN? Quote, he was a faddish but active man of paralyzing stupidity, of massive imbecile enthusiasms. One of those completely unquestioning devoted drudges on whom more even than on the thought police, the stability of the party depended. (laughs) Wow. Mm. We're not saying that's a perfect word for word description of someone who currently has a media analysis show on CNN. We're going to let you judge. But in case you're wondering, was George Orwell a prophet? Yeah, clearly he was. (laughs) Yeah, I think the only
0: thing wrong with that was he's faddish but active. Uh, I don't think he's very active.
2: No, the only thing that's active on him is his mouth spreading disinformation himself.
0: The BPM might like you know, maybe after the meat sweats or something. That's about it. Mm. Use a good steak for
2: <laughs> there. The perfect segue. Geisha, it's, it's been a busy week. I think the only way that we literally could have gotten through this is to have you join us this week. And uh, we thank you uh, as always. And and even more importantly, though, and you know this from the bottom of our hearts, we love you here on Steak for Breakfast. There's one thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, and, and listen, this is directly attributed to you. We don't try to talk about numbers when we hit a big milestone. We do. Since you started coming on this show, and it's so weird to us, I show Noah every week, and he's like, hmm, we have been in the top five on iTunes out of 200 possible categories in the Dominican Republic for news and commentary for like the last several months. That's awesome. It's crazy to me because your draw and your shares on social media of our show have brought an entire base of people, because you know it's funny. They have news and comedy, and we're always like 136 in that one. But when it comes to like news and interviews, like today, I just checked. We're number four on iTunes in the Dominican Republic. Wow. We can't thank you enough. Yeah, for your friendship and and for this whole base of listeners out there in in the DR that are listening to Steak for Breakfast. We love Geisha and we love you guys as well. So thanks for bringing that whole group of people over there. Hopefully, we're educating. Listen, if your Twitch stream is always getting canceled, your social <laughs> medias are getting shadow banned. At least people are listening to our show when you're on it, for sure. Um, yeah, join and the we Geisha really Army. appreciate that.
4: I'm yeah, that's it. Happy. I'm always very, very happy to be here with you guys. I, you know I love you. As a, as a new citizen of the United States, you know, <laughs> I, we're all in this together now, officially.
2: <laughs> oh, I like that. I like yeah. that Southern draw. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it <laughs> sounds like you'd be, you'd be fixing to do something.
0: We're going to get our cowboy hat now. Do you have a cowboy hat?
4: Uh, I do have a hat, but I don't know if it's a cowboy one. What, what are the categories? Does it need to be like fur or or, or leather? Like, does it need to smell like well, how
0: many ga- How many gallons can you pour into
2: it?
4: Oh. Mm. okay. Uh, that sounds naughty.
2: There you go. Oh. Oh, scissor me
4: tambers. Okay, but, uh.
2: There you go. <laughs> You want to know what the best part about that? I literally thought she froze, but she was holding it. She is truly a <laughs> model, and I love her. Um, no, it's Geisha, it's what, always
4: so nice to, to spend some time. Nice-
2: <laughs> yes, and, and and even though you're going to share us sure. people are going to listen to the Dominican Republic, I want all the rest of our listenership who uh, want to welcome you into their hearts as well to be able to follow you everywhere. So I'm going to link all your stuff in our, in our show description today, but why don't you tell them where they can find you
4: uh yeah so in any of my band accounts uh geisha montes it's spelled g e i s h a m d wait no that's my email never mind <laughs> geisha montes okay you figure it out okay because I, I i don't know what to do anymore <laughs> just, just go to their twitter and, and and copy that and that's my 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 stuff everywhere
2: oh well, we love having you and uh we thank you for joining us today on this big friday edition of steak for breakfast take care dear Take care. I don't think we could have ended the week any better. What do you think, Noah? That was pretty good. Love when we have on Cash Patel. Love when we have Raheem Kassam. Now I'm really in love with having both of them at the same time. Love getting invited to stuff. Mm. You know what else I like? Listen to the Steak for Breakfast podcast. You can find us across every downloadable platform. iTunes, Spotify, Pod Addict, Podbean, Google Podcasts, FM Player, iHeartRadio, Radio, the Patriot Podcast Network. Subscribe to the show and rate it. Don't forget to leave a review. Download, listen, like, follow, and share. Steak for Breakfast podcast. Show creds. Obviously go to our two amazing guests today, the uh, editor-in-chief of the National Pulse, all things MAGA, Raheem Kassam. And then, uh, consequently, we've got a whole lot more MAGA. We have to talk about Mr. Cash Patel, great friend of the show. Can't wait to hang out with him later this summer. Wink, wink. <laughs> In addition to that, we got, our, of course, our internet friends, Cagbro88, Mr. Garbaggio, the Patriotic Baby Counts, Kyle Becker of Kyle Becker News, Christina Bob of Save America, and Tom Papper, the editor-in-chief of Valiant News Live. Friends, don't forget to go out and support our partners, because when you do that, you help make small American businesses great again. My Pillow, Mike Lindell, Election Integrity, Apparatus, oh. My Pillow Family, Big, Big Savings. All you have to do you go to mypillow.com forward slash steak you can experience some BOGO some free gifts some free shipping sometimes up to 66% off when you enter promo code STAKE at checkout hit up the website or talk to a qualified pillow representative 1-800-658-8045 the top tier of ear gear and all things related and encompassing headphones can be found at odyssey.com you gotta go check it out amazing in-studio recording equipment the world's most technologically advanced of it, and I swear, for how long we've been wearing it, I love it. I love it a lot. Stay ready gear holsters. Do you want a picture of maybe Cash Patel with energized eyes? Ooh, on a concealed Kydex holster. Stayreadygear.com is where you'll find it. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram as well. Man rubs. Don't mistreat your meat, please. We're heading into the weekend right now there might be some barbecue related activities here's the, here's what you need to do first you buy it you shake it sprinkle it rub it throw it in the slow cooker throw it in the smoker. the barbecue do whatever you need to do take it out pull it apart dip it in the sauce of your choice and then you forgot
0: bury it in the ground
2: right into your mouth numb mm. oh, oh, oh. num num. num. manrubs.com is the website they're also on facebook and instagram Mike down at West Coast Survival Arms has a simple equation for all of your gun-related needs, firearms, parts, accessories, and ammo. Newly redesigned, easy-to-use website is westcoastsurvivalarms.com. You can hit them up on Facebook Messenger or talk to them via the telephone, 619-870-6992. Mediocre Medic for all our first responders. You're going to love what they got uh, going on down there, and you'll love their IG just a little bit more. Damn! Mm-hmm. Mediocre Medic.com is the website, and like I said, Instagram. And finally, Treat yourself. Go get yourself a zero fucks duck. Treat yourself. I'm going to put up a picture on our uh, social medias this weekend of the super ultra mega MAGA Donald Trump zero fucks duck. Well, I haven't yeah, seen that one yet. it's in my car. It's about 12 inches around. No shit. That's what she said. Um, dumpbox.us is the website. You can find him on Facebook and Instagram as well. I don't think she said that. She never has. Upcoming shows. We don't have anything planned for Tuesday yet, but trust me, we'll be there. Uh, Next Friday we're going to have John Gibbs running a Michigan 3 And Kelly Cooper running an Arizona 4 Carrie Lake will be here on the 10th of June And looking down the road a piece On July 8th, Monica De La Cruz Republican nominee District 17 in Texas She'll be joining us Friends of the Week Let's see who we got going into the weekend Hugh White Memes Right Wing Savages What I Mean to Say, Edward Russell Midnight Mitch John Hacker LA, Silent Meme Jordy hate leaving people out mostly peaceful memes dumbass photoshop madam america dank elvis snack Thickelson, mm. and baby cakes 2.0 things to remember between now and uh next week number one do your own research a lot of narratives on the show today everybody loved it and here we are do your own research number two start a podcast and uh don't make mad faces like noah is right now i don't know what's going on but i think he fixed it because now he's halfway smiling Super easy. I'm sure you didn't break anything or mess up the show. Last but certainly not least, let's see what happens. This has been episode 138 of the Stake for Records podcast. And we'll be back next week with episode 139 and some unannounced guests. But I'm sure it's going to be absolutely amazing. On behalf of the pod team, I'm Roan. Noah. Lates, Antoinette. Awesome job today. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend and take care. Gretchen, I'm sorry
7: I laughed at you that time you got diarrhea at Barnes and Noble, and I'm sorry I told everyone about it. And I'm sorry for repeating it now.
6: Huh. Laura, I don't hate you because you're fat. You're fat because I hate you.
1: I just wish we could all get along like we used to in middle school. I wish that I could bake a cake made out of rainbows and smiles and we'd all eat be happy. She doesn't even go here. Do you even go to this school? No. I just have a
6: lot
4: of feelings. OK, go home.
2: Sharon, I think you're doing a great job.
4: Thanks. I feel like I'm getting
7: through. I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me. But I can't help it that I'm popular.
6: Oh, my God. Oh, she's okay. <laughs> Walk it off. Walk it off. <laughs>